0: I was hoping for
1: this.
2: (laughs) Wait, Molly's doing the TikTok. Do do that one TikTok dance There you go, there you go, there you go. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well,
0: welcome to the Ekklesia After Hours Happy Hour podcast. Do you guys have a happy hour um, drink? I have LaCroix here.
1: I got my iced coffee.
2: I got my beverage in this white cup. And Josh,
1: you're laughing. Josh, who are you even? I know.
3: All I need is the Lord's spirit. He quenches my thirst. Oh, great.
1: He is the living water. (laughs) Well, welcome to this episode. We're excited to talk about what we're
0: going to talk about. Um, I'm your host, Kenna, and we've got the crew here. We've got
1: Molly. What's up, everybody?
0: And Garrett. What's up? And Josh. hey And um, as Garrett just tossed up um, on the screen, if you have a question for us today, we love for these to be interactive. It was super fun last week to get a bunch of comments and to be able to respond to them in semi-real time. Um, we'd love to engage with you guys. So as we're going about our convo today, if you have questions or comments or want to respond to us about anything, we would love it if you would do that. Um, We're going to kick off a new series today called Next um, that we're super excited about. Some of you guys have heard of Next or taken it in an in-person context, and we're just going to move that conversation over to a four-week series on the podcast um, starting today. And next is just where we explore topics related to kind of young adults transitioning into different seasons of life, um, whether that's students graduating and transitioning out of school or people transitioning to a new town to start a different career or something like that. Um, Just discussing how to do that in a healthy way and how to um, just be reflective about that. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today is reflecting and finishing out seasons strong.
2: Stewart. So,
0: Sweet. does anybody have anything to add about what next next is all about? What the series is all about?
1: Um, I think. I God, mean, I th- oh, sorry, Dean.
2: No, no. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. You're good.
1: Um, I was just going to say, I think next was born. Sorry if
2: you can hear that. Can you
1: guys hear that car alarm? Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a
2: little. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Is next? it yours? You can stop at the car from being broken into <laughs> if you it.
1: <laughs> Um. It was born out of just seeing kind of the challenging season that a lot of people were walking in after Ecclesia, whether they were graduating college or um, just finding themselves in this weird in-between, maybe as like a single young adult, not married, but not in college anymore. Um, And we just felt like there's kind of a lack of guidance on how to navigate that time. Um, And so that's what this was born out of was how to walk people through that season of, okay, I'm done with this age-based ministry. How do I now just step out into the big world of church or community Mm -hmm. and know how to um, like engage in my own faith community in a way that I haven't before. Um, So that's what it was really born out of. And I think that's just our heart is just to give people tools to, Take ownership
2: of that time for themselves and equip them totally and i'd also say that it's it's also just kind of a way to think about transition Mm. um i mean we put it in the context of of moving from in and out of bellingham uh, because that's just our context but really i feel like the question is, is how do you move from one season to another season when you know one is closing and there's something else on the horizon. And so, um, you know, like it would have been great to have a season before we all got tossed into our homes to like mourn <laughs> the fact that we're not going to get to do that for a while. But we don't. I mean, like we're just here now. So so but we will have an opportunity to like move away from this and in, into the next season, whatever this looks after. So I feel like it's applicable on multiple different levels.
0: Totally, yeah. And some of the specific things we'll probably discuss today is what it looks like in our very specific context of being in coronavirus. Like this whole series um, existed before all of this, but now there are even other challenges, like you said, Garrett, just like kind of being thrown home and not necessarily feeling like you could finish out strong in the way you thought you would. And so today is kind right. of talking about how how we can still finish strong and the things that we can still do. Totally. So, why is it important to take the time and the emotional um, space to reflect on whatever it was—college or where you grew up—or just whatever your most recent season is? Why do we, um, why do we do this? Why do we encourage people to take the time to reflect?
2: Totally
1: yeah i think this is beneficial for i think personally this is something that's super beneficial for me because i don't do this naturally mm-hmm. like i'm not naturally in my thoughts a lot and so i have to really take the time to sit down and ask myself questions about what what was happening in my life like what's happening in my in my head and um so when i'm done with a season or when i'm walking through a season in order for me to really be able to like Solidify what I'm learning and what I'm experiencing. I have to reflect like I have to right. do the work to ask myself What am I learning right now? What is hard right now? Because otherwise I just I can literally go for Long periods of time like when I'm in an unhealthy place where I just don't know what's going on in my brain um and so in order to to solidify the things i'm learning and experiencing i have to reflect and so i think for other people who experience something similar at the end of a season reflecting allows us to solidify our experiences and understand more fully what god was doing what we were learning how we are different now because of those experiences that we walked through um, whether they were positive or negative um, and so I think there's just, there's a huge benefit to reflecting
3: no matter who you are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would say that it's beneficial to reflect because as you go forward to whatever next looks like for you, whether that's moving away or transitioning into a different community, um, even in Bellingham, uh, especially if you're moving on from Ecclesia, uh, there's a mourning process that's going on yeah. there that yeah. you uh, that no matter what you are mourning the loss of something that has been. And yes. and whether that's been a year or three years, or you've been for your whole college experience, four years uh, that that's been a significant part of your life. And I think that um, sometimes as Molly was saying, we just kind of go forward and it's just normal and we don't really reflect on how special and unique normal actually is until it's done. Mm. Um, And, and so as you go on to that next stage, it exposes how special that time really was because you won't have Mm -hmm. it anymore. Mm. And so I think it's, it is just in terms of mourning and grieving the loss Mm -hmm. of what was, even if it is exciting, wherever you're going, it doesn't mean that that's a sad, that has to be a sad thing. It doesn't mean that it has to be something that is, uh, that is a bummer like it could be super exciting to take a next step um but even if that's the case it's still important to to have closure and put a capstone on what that time meant for you uh and and uh and how to move forward from that I would say for myself I'm still part of Ecclesia like seven eight years later but I feel like even though I'm still here I I had to Multiple times where I reflected and had a capstone on on the previous way that I existed even within yeah. Ecclesia. So even if you're staying here, there is a transition that occurs mm-hmm. from being a student to being a leader. To uh, I mean, for myself to being on staff. Of each stage has been uniquely different uh, and separate from a previous stage of how we existed here. So even if that's the case, there's still a process of what it, of ending that is important to, and and I think reflecting helps us to um, intentionally think about that and process that so that we can move forward in that, in a healthy way.
2: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, the, the scriptures themselves ask us to think about everything in terms of what the end, the end of it all is like Mm -hmm. the reason that like, like for, you know, for example, Jesus is able to say, uh, or ask his, his, his community or Paul to endure because in the end, somehow it's all going to work out. And that doesn't mean necessarily like it, he doesn't like hold heaven be, a, as the way that that's going to work out. It's like, God's going to somehow work this whole thing out. So if we don't think about the end, if we don't think about um, what's coming beyond the end, it actually, and, and the reason Paul does that is that so we can live more fully in the present. So if if we don't think about how things come to ends, if we don't think about what's going to be beyond this season, then actually we we lose an ability or lose the opportunity to think about how to live presently. And so I think that that's also we do it not only just to deal with the the morning, but also so that we can actually like own and love the thing that we presently are in, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, like especially when I was just, this is causing me to reflect on my own experience with Ecclesia and thinking about how there totally was a time, even if you're not leaving Ecclesia, like Josh was saying, like, if you're just going from junior to senior year or something like that in college, or, you know, you're going to have one more year at Ecclesia or that kind of thing. Like there's a transition there too, of, of stepping into leadership more that you can step into a lot more fully and a lot with a lot more gumption. If you reflected on what your journey has been, you can kind of say, okay, now my focus is going, it's, yeah outward to to others or whatever that transition looks like for you. If you reflect and you take the time, then you can step into new roles with a lot more excitement, I think, instead of sort of leaving one foot in one foot out.
3: Right. Yeah. It makes me think of a Jesus with his disciples at the last supper, just instructing them Mm -hmm. to remember him. uh, Mm -hmm. And, and just the importance of even today. I mean, our whole faith, Is essentially built around remembering Jesus and so that influences how we live today and can, and, and can live into his presence and, and his, uh, in the relationship today. Uh, but a lot of that is based on remembering and, and even remembering God and the impact that he's had on our lives in Mm Ecclesia, um, allows us to trust his faithfulness going forward too, because of the experience you had at Ecclesia, uh, that because of you remembering what God did and you actually intentionally remembering, man, what, who were you at the beginning of this time? Like, I think it's so important to celebrate the change and the growth because I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the person I was when I entered Ecclesia is a completely different person. The person I was three years ago is a different person. And I think that that's worth celebrating. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, And not just moving forward, because I think if we just keep moving forward, we don't actually get to, like Garrett was saying, live fully celebrating the now. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Totally. Yeah. Obviously, we're in... um, a global pandemic. (laughs) We're in like a really unique, none of us have ever been through this. There hasn't been a time where students have just been like abruptly sent home or some I was talking to some yesterday who are still in Bellingham but they're alone in their houses and they're not going physically to school and people are trying to do online school and people that aren't students are either losing their jobs or trying to figure out what it looks like to do jobs from home and a lot of their friends are not in town and right everybody is displaced and it's wild. Um and it makes it I think pretty hard without being really intentional to finish anything strongly whether that's your quarter at school or um a job or a project or anything like that um it can be really hard to figure out how to do that well so i want to talk a little bit about that too what could it look like to finish things out strongly
1: yeah Yeah, it honestly this question kind of makes me sad just as you're saying that Mm -hmm. um sorry i was just distracted by reading fred's comment. so good um Mm -hmm. I think it breaks my heart a little bit because I want that for every person, especially like I'm thinking of the seniors at Western whose end of the end of this time looks so different than they expected it would. Um, and so to think about finishing strong is just hard and it, it, it just feels like honestly what's the point and, and how do I even do that and um, But I would say the first thing, the first step to that process is reflecting. Like if you Mm -hmm. want to think about how to finish strong in this season, whether that's you're, you're graduating or you're moving away or you're getting a new job, like start by reflecting and start by remembering God's faithfulness and start by recognizing how you have grown and how you have become more like Jesus
2: um, right.
1: Oh, and that will just allow you to celebrate this time so clearly. Yeah. Um, and then I would also say like my guess is if you're if you're a part of the upstairs community and your time is coming to an end, that you're still a part of something in some way, whether that's attending mm-hmm. the community group or engaging in the daily practices or leaving or like whatever it looks like for you, invest in that fully fully until it's over, um, yes. like, leave leave it all out on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, if you finish your time at Ecclesia, like, I hope that you can look back and think, I could not have given myself any more to that community. Like, right. I gave myself fully to that community. I allowed myself to be invested. I allowed myself to be known, to know others. I served with them. I was, like, united with them. Like, I hope that at the end of the season you can look back and think I gave everything to that time. And so now wherever you are, as it's closing, like ask yourself that question, ask how can I give everything to this season as it's coming to a close? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the final thing I think is to finish strong in your relationships. Like obviously your relationships aren't going to necessarily be ending if you're moving away. Like it's not like, all right, you're not my roommate anymore. Like I'm never going to talk to you again, but um, like chances are your relationships will look different now. Um, and so like there's people that you want to tell that have impacted you because of this season, um, your community group leaders, someone that you lived with, someone that you had class with, a professor, like share that with them and, and tell them why they made that season impactful for you. Yeah, um, and I good. think those are just, I think those are really important elements to how you can finish a season strong because you're going to be remembered by how you finish. Like you're going to yes. be rem- remembered by how you lead, uh, mm-hmm. by the people that you walked with during that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. totally.
0: Yeah, that's so yeah, good, that's Miles. And I think so, a lot yeah. of that, as like when you were talking about, um, maybe like reaching out to a professor or like ending well with roommates or whatever is born out of reflections. So when you were saying the first piece of reflection, yeah. is like, you maybe don't even know how much someone meant to you or your story until you take the time to sit there and reflect about it. Like I know my college roommates and, and leaders and stuff shaped me so much but I get overwhelmed almost with like emotion when I talk about it or think about it now but in the moment I don't know that I really totally recognize how much I was being shaped by that so I think that's really wise and something to highlight that a lot of that will flow naturally out of like taking the time and emotional space to deeply reflect on your time
3: Yeah, yeah yeah I'd say in addition to that uh be really present in every day that you have like every single day that you have left in this space, don't get to your next step too quickly before you're there. Right. Uh, Cause I've seen that happen over and over and over again, especially if you're just yeah. kind of like, I've been here, I've done that. I know the motions. I go to group, I go to Ecclesia. It's really easy to take on an attitude at the end of your time of just like, Oh Yeah. Another thing, I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to go forward, which is normal. That's that's no that's a normal attitude. But you have a choice in that attitude, whether to check out and to withdraw, or a choice to actually be really present and like what Molly said, to actually give your all to what mm-hmm. is in front of you and and the people around you because you will miss. Like I guarantee it, you will miss all that you were experiencing every day and you don't want to, you don't want to look back wishing you had done more or you had pressed in more. I think of the office at the end of it, when Andy talks about, uh, uh, when Andy (laughs) talks about, I wish you, I wish you knew, uh, that you were in the good old days when you were in them.
0: Oh, and I
3: think like, I think that that's what it is. Like, Right now is the good old days that you're going to be missing someday. Yeah, And okay. so don't go past that so quickly that you actually miss the beautiful thing right in front of you still. Mm-hmm. And that's even for someone who's not a senior, like who's not going to transition yet. Like if you're just trying, if you're going so fast, got to get the degree, got to go do this, got to study, you got to go. Like that you're missing your experience because you are just not being present and not saying yes to what God is inviting you into. I don't want you to miss out on that. Mm. Like, I don't want you to miss the opportunity that is in front of you um, because, because you're so focused on something else. And so Mm. uh, whatever that is, whatever the opportunity you have in front of you, um, cherish it, be present in it recognize how special and unique it is even though every day now seems mundane it's ridiculously unique and special for the rest of your life
1: mm-hmm.
3: like you'll never have right now once it's done and so um,
1: <laughs> i know josh you're getting us in the field we're like wow <laughs> <"Yeah, I know." laughs>
3: it's true though i've experienced that and i want others to that too because yeah. uh, i feel like i was able to say that i finished strong and I'm grateful for that because I really I'm grateful that I didn't look back at that time and think, man, I wish I did more with my time at college. Like, yeah. I wish I did more with those people around me. I wish I did more with my roommates.
1: Yeah, Like,
3: I'm content in what we lived in. I miss it still, but there's contentment there. But I know people who didn't experience that.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, I know right. people who who looked back and they and they said, man, I really wish that I had done something differently because I didn't realize how good I had it. So right. If, I mean, yeah, whoever's listening to that, like, I want that for you because I think that that is, like, it's a beautiful opportunity if you actually press into it.
2: Yeah.
1: That makes me think of our senior year, Josh. Um, our last, like, two quarters, our life motto, at least my life motto that I tried to, like, <laughs> put on everyone was yes. I wasn't allowed to say no to anything. Like, yeah. anytime someone asked It wasn't
3: me the healthiest thing. thing.
1: <laughs> Any time someone asked me to do something socially, I was like, no, I can't say no, that's the rule. And then I tried to like <laughs> put that on everyone else. I said, you're not allowed to say no. Like We have to do everything. And that's what led to us um, oftentimes ending up in the library at midnight to start our homework and leaving the library at 4 a.m. Oh,
0: those were the good old days.
1: Yes. But dude, wouldn't change it for the world. Okay? No, right. Honestly, it's the
2: best. No. Totally. Right. And uh,
3: I think...
2: I think that we as – the other reason that I, I would really encourage people to press in is uh, – I mean, I guess this is my role here, but it's like it's the same reason that um, in the Hebrew Bible, like, uh, the, like they would always ask people in the future to say, hey, remember that – like Yahweh is the God of Abraham, Joshua, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm that there's something about God at like acting in the past. Now for people reading that, there's like an element of which they were living it, but there was also an element to which they were reading it and they were reading their life story into that mm-hmm. story. And so every one of us, like the reason that we do this, the reason that we 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 reflect and look and are present with each one of these moments is that it helps us see where God is. That in the same way that God was faithful to Abraham, Joshua, and Isaac. That God will be faithful going forward. So if we don't take the moments right now to recognize how God is being faithful right now, what makes us think that we're going to see it in the next moment? Yeah. So it's a, it's so important for us to, to cultivate the eyes to yeah. see how God is being present How God is being faithful. And if you're constantly looking beyond to the next, to the next, to the next, you're constantly not going to be uh, cultivating how God is in the present. So you're constantly going to be missing out on the fact that God is acting in your life in that moment. And so you always think that God is always going to be in the future.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: He's only in the future. Yeah. God is present. Yes, he he is. is here. He is now. So so if we don't spend this time right now, not only seeing how God was faithful to us um, in the history or the time that we were, we're in, whether that's um, finishing as students at Western or uh, we're moving away because we're getting a new job or we're moving from singleness to being married or married to having kids or from having kids to being an empty nester. If we don't we, we don't cultivate all of those, the times of seeing how God is present in each one of those seasons, mm-hmm. then we're never going to see how God was faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, when he actually shows up, you know? so.
1: And if you're looking yeah. for a place to start, we're going to put an attachment in the show notes for like, once it ends up on the podcast apps, um, that way you can, there's just going to be a guide to help walk you through. Uh, pretty specifically around finishing your time at Ekklesia, but you can use them for any season of life that you're in. So mm-hmm. that'll be a helpful resource if you're looking for that.
0: Totally. And speaking specifically to um, ending well being difficult during this like COVID disruption, makes me think about uh, what Fred Hartsick, who we're obviously like Fred's biggest fans. I feel like that's what this podcast is turning into—it's <laughs> like Fred quotes. Um, but Fred, last night, actually talking about um, at On Earth, he made some good comments today too. But um, at On Earth, talking about, or at least is what I got out of it. Um, we us thinking the story is going to be one thing, and. Right now, I'm experiencing this because I'm supposed to get married in September and we don't know if that's going to happen. And I know um, a lot of people are experiencing it with thinking they were going to graduate this quarter and, and aren't getting to walk or things are changing for people, plans are changing. And it seems like a really sad story. And it seems like that's how the story is going to go. And that's going to be your memory of it. We, My fiance and I kept talking about that. Like, oh, in 10 years, we're just going to talk about how we didn't get to have the wedding we thought we would have or we had to wait longer for it, or whatever. And it, we were just so burdened by it and so sad about it. And we were really encouraged last night. And so I want to encourage you guys with this too, if you weren't out on earth with what Fred was saying, which is to look for the story that God is writing, to look for the beautiful story, because God doesn't waste our pain. We won't go through this and have no beauty come out of it, have no joy. Like where we see dark places, God wants to shed light. And so if we're looking for them, he will do that. And I just want to encourage people that when you look at your story right now and and you think like my time ending at college just like fell off and it's a sad story Mm -hmm. to look for the ways that God maybe wants to make that a beautiful story to see the things in it that um, that are beautiful because I know I just I know that can be hard and I just empathize with that that's difficult and it's a lot easier said than done Um, but there is always beauty to find and so I just want to encourage yeah. you to,
3: too. It's so cool. Get
0: also Fred wants to know Molly what you're drinking.
1: This is my homemade Woods cold brew. It's well it's not it's like partially homemade. It's actual cold brew from Woods. I made my neighbor, well I asked her nicely <laughs> to bring me home you made a her. gallon of it because she works there and I paid her for it, you know. It was a transaction. And well, then no, I, I put my own creamer in it. That's really all we got
0: here. Hazelnut creamer, though, right?
1: Hazelnut creamer.
3: It's pretty
1: bomb. that makes it sound so good. Yeah. And a sprinkle of cinnamon on top.
3: Ooh. Whoa! Top it all Thank off, yes,
0: chef. That always yes, makes things seem so fancy and intentional when You're you
3: like, do it. <laughs> <different laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh,
3: it's like a garnish on top of a nice dish. Oh, ga- did you say a garnish? I did.
1: I thought you said a garden at first. <laughs> I was like, a garden of garnish, A whole garden on top of the dish.
3: <laughs> yeah, sure, Josh, yep.
1: Josh, do you often
0: add garnishes?
3: No, not I often. I did, make, I did make chili though once, and I put a, a bay leaf on top, and it really added to the whole aesthetic of it all.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> One. I made chili one time. (laughs) Oh man, that's good.
0: Also, I'm just reading through some of these comments. Fred wants to give Josh uh, one point for using a sitcom to drive a key life encouragement. (laughs) And I feel like
1: he would (laughs) want to give you a point for that because that feels like a Fred (laughs) move.
3: I hope. Fred's keeping score, right? Like I have one point at least. You have at least one point.
1: Do you I have at least one cinnamon point? Cinnamon on top of your shells and white cheddar. No.
3: <laughs> that and cereal.
1: Oh, that's good. Last night, Fred caught Josh in the act of eating during the on Earth Zoom. <laughs> and and he screenshotted the it everywhere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he thought it was cereal, though. But no, it was. Uh, macaroni and cheese, white shells. Oh, man. <laughs> and the takeaway for this is that if you didn't
0: join on Earth, you you were missing you, out. You sure were
2: missing out last week, yeah. Last yeah. night, yeah. It was Absolutely. so
1: good.
0: Um. So for our friends who are transitioning and are trying to um kind of go through the discernment process about whether or not to push back into Ecclesia, because that's totally an option for people too when they um come back from summer or whatever. Um. I guess who knows what everything's gonna look like, but whether or not to push back into this community, this Ecclesia community or to join a local church um, or if they've decided they're going to join a local church, the discernment process of like figuring out which one or how it looks like to join a new community. Do you guys have tips for going through that discernment process? Well,
1: it's a good question. This is for a pretty specific group of people. I'd say if you're, like either graduating or a little bit on the older side at Ecclesia and staying in Bellingham so it's for a pretty kind of tight group of people but I would say first before you make a decision like walk through all those steps that we already outlined about like reflecting and about finishing strong and um, I would say just begin to ask yourself some questions about uh, what it is that you are able to contribute and what it is that you're hoping to I mean kind of be formed in still at Ecclesia that's something we've been talking about lately about like being formed and and allowing yourself to be led by a community and if you feel like as you're praying and as you're asking yourself and the Lord these questions that you're still like excited about engaging and being formed by the community of Ecclesia and you have a desire to serve in some capacity in that ministry, like I say, go for it. Like there's going to be continued opportunities at Ecclesia to serve and to develop um, younger leaders. Even we're looking, we're really looking forward to creating some spaces for that. So I would say if you're, yeah, if you're able to feel like you're still ready to be formed by this community, Um, like press back in. And uh, if you're, as you're reflecting, if you're feeling like this season is done, like you're feeling very content in what God's done and how you've been able to serve and how you've been able to be formed by this community, then like God has something more for you in a different local community uh, outside of this age-based ministry. So I don't know if that feels like a helpful...
0: Kind of starting place
3: for you. Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of my biggest encouragements for people that do decide or just have to because they move for a job or whatever to um, enter a new faith community. Um, I don't know if this is just my personality, but I feel like it's a lot of people too that it's sometimes helpful to just hear about the things that are hard about it so you can be prepared for it. So that when you show up and it's not that easy, that you're not shocked by that and that you don't dip out. And um, so I just have to say like, it is kind of hard. It is kind of hard. Like you have been a part of this Ecclesia community for however long, whether it was six months or four years of college um, or whatever however long you've been a part of this community um you've made friends you know the rhythm you know the culture you've probably been a part of it of building it and all of that and to show up to a new place and to probably not know very many people if anybody at all um you feel a little bit like a fish out of water like it's a little bit uncomfortable and that is good and that is stretching and I think if you know to expect that um, that's really helpful. I moved down to Seattle area after college and left Ecclesia for a while and um, started going to a church completely by myself and um, And it was hard. And I'm even an extrovert and I'm pretty outgoing. And it was still really, really hard. But I had to just keep going back every single week. And I ended up loving it a ton. And it was actually hard to leave it then when I came up here. But it took months of just going every single week and being really, really outside of my comfort zone. Um, And just talking to people, like actually staying for the part afterwards where people talk and just going up to random groups of people and being like, hey, I'm pretty new here. Like, like just talking to people can be really <laughs> uncomfortable and intimidating, especially when they're older um, than you are and stuff like that. So, um, I mean it to be an encouragement to say that it could be difficult because I hope right. that that sets people up to stick with it, even um, even when they do experience that.
1: And we're going to be talking about that more in the next few weeks too, like really diving into the the hard stuff and hearing yeah, from people. Totally that have experienced that Mm -hmm.
3: and and some of their own encouragement too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's a really hard thing to do. If you're, I think for the most part, people that I've encountered that are are near the end of their time at Ecclesia, they, for the most part, have a feeling of I'm going to transition here or I'm going to stay at Ecclesia. But if you're in that spot where you don't know, that's a really difficult Mm -hmm. thing because it is hard to, like discern a next step, um, especially if you're staying in Bellingham, like if you're not going somewhere else. Yeah. I think that's a really hard thing to do uh, and to transition into. And and so, I think what Molly said was uh, was really great. Um, and I think that I think that asking yourself uh, what is God inviting you to contribute? How is He inviting you to be mm-hmm. formed? And does that line up with Ecclesia still? Or does that line up with a, with, with a different faith community? And I would say if your reason to stay around Ecclesia is simply just for comfort, mm-hmm. I would say uh, question that. Yeah. Uh, press awesome. on that a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. that that if it's just simply because it's the place you're comfortable, but you're not actually, it's not actually the place God is calling you to. Where uh, that you feel like it's a spot for you to be formed and take next steps, then I would say push on that a little bit and think about where could you take those next steps in? How could you get into a different community, uh, a different faith community? But, uh, but I think the most, most important thing that I think I want to emphasize is whatever it is you discern, press in somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do something, go somewhere because, Those that I have encountered that have the hardest time post Ecclesia are those who just didn't go anywhere that just waited for something to come to them. But as, and that's hard as kind of said, but go like do something, go somewhere every single week, meet people, say hi and don't give up because that is how you are going to find whatever it is you're being, whatever you're looking for. Uh, so if that's Ecclesia, great, but find a way to press into Ecclesia, maybe in a way that is unique to how you have before. Yeah. Right. Uh, right, right, But if that isn't, then go, like, do something. Go to a church every single week. Uh, and, and don't just do the cop-out answer of I'll do my own thing because uh, uh, I, I just don't think that that's ever a healthy move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, press into a local church community um, because I, that is God's intent for you. That's his plan for you. Like that is laid out in scripture over and over again to be connected yep. to a community of people that you were contributing to, but you were also being formed by. Um, don't just, don't just check out.
2: Say let's come and let everyone know. Everyone say hey hi <laughs> <laughs> I, I would also say that, um, The thing that I'm thinking is like, and, and some of it goes into some of the stuff that we'll probably be talking about on uh, like next Wednesday is like Ecclesia isn't just a college ministry. Like we intentionally have not structured it that way. Mm-hmm. and And I feel like we need crews of people to stick around, to pour in. Because here's what I here's what I think. Yep. Is it feels like oftentimes any age age specific, uh, any age specific, ministry, or uh, like, or a church like when we start thinking that that thing, is there predominantly to meet our needs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is for me. Like I oh mm-hmm. like I'm the oldest person here now. I don't fit in. Like. Oh, I didn't know that the church was here for you. Like I didn't think it was. Like I thought it was the church yep. was here to help form you into the image and likeness of Jesus. If you're just looking for pl- places that for people that look like you, like let me introduce you to any chat room that just likes the things that you like. Um like the, the the point of being a community of God is that there is a wide range of people now? Once again, we are an age specific ministry, so like some of what I'm saying is like self contradictory to myself. I get it, um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is is that is that we, I, I really think that there is something a need here in Bellingham, or really anywhere or the tra- like that this transition that i think that a lot of like even the ecclesia staff are on and they've luckily have home because they're on staff at a place but like they're also have like crews of friends like i you guys can i i can see and i've just watched it happen that feel like refugees like they just feel like church refugees like they don't know where to go they go to whatever yep. number of churches in town and they're like this doesn't look like me this doesn't look like me And I'm like, well, of course it doesn't. Like, nowhere looks like you. If you're going from place to place, thinking that this is supposed to be about you and for you, rather than for you to join like a multi, like like diverse community of people to help form you, then you're always going to be looking for something something next. So choose one. And I think that's something that that the crew has been saying is choose a place. That what you could be sensing is that the way you functioned at Ecclesia or the way that you functioned at your church is changing and that's okay. It's just changing into something different and it still needs your voice. It still needs your influence. We still need your voice. We still need your influence. There's going to be like a whole, like there's going to be 5,000 18 year olds jumping on, like jumping into this city coming hopefully in September. (laughs) (laughs) And they need you. You've been down the road. Yeah, you've been there. Like, and if you if you are continually evacuating the spaces that they are in because you feel uncomfortable, like yeah. they need you. Josh left. He like <laughs> he was so upset with what I just yeah. said. <laughs> Josh was. You were so upset with what I just said. You were convicted.
3: He was my convinced. whole internet just shut down so, <laughs> uh, all I'm saying, the internet, the internet
0: Garrett.
2: <laughs> all I'm saying is is that y- because it might not look exactly like it did before doesn't mean that that means that it's y- your time to be done it just means that your role in what's happening next, could look different than how you've been existing. And we need you. We freaking need you. Your church needs you. Ecclesia needs you. Wherever it is, like we need your voice. Now, obviously God's going to do whatever God's going to do. And obviously you don't, in in the, like ontological sense, like reality doesn't need you, but we want you. We want you there. Like we want and need your voice to help shape it. It would be better if you were, because you give us a perspective that we don't have. So like that's, my little soapbox, but I'll keep going on that soapbox. You're
1: needed, but you're not needed. That's what I heard. Reality, yeah, basically,
2: doesn't <laughs> reality doesn't need you to exist. At least, like, only the love of God holds existence together. Like, oh not you, God. but right. It's better if you're there. <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, Absolutely. like, well, I, I guess, like, the kingdom of God's gonna go with you or without you. Um, you it'd go. be really dope if you were, yep. were on
3: board. That's so true, G. And I think that plays into like fight the tendency to consume church. We're so wired to just consume, go, participate, enjoy, see you next week. Like that's almost in our DNA. It feels like it's just to show up, take something. What's my thing? All right, bye. Uh, but fight that in your core, because that is not what the kingdom of God is. is. That's not what you're called to. That's not what the church is like wherever you go, uh, whether that's here, whether that's somewhere else, don't go there to just consume what they're offering. Like, sure. There's an extent to like a good fit with you in a church, but honestly, the good fit is that there's a body of believers. You're a follower of Jesus. You're trying to do things together. And then you go. And and if there's things that you think need to be better at that place, what if you're the one who can make that yes, better?
2: That's right, Josh. Like You're it. You're the answer to that.
3: Yes. like If you think that, for example, if there's something that you notice in Ecclesia that you think isn't good, that you would want to see better, that you're like, man, there's no spot for me after I graduate. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's, yes. Like that's what you're invited into. It's not up to someone else to give you the thing for you to consume. It's actually up to you to own your part and to invite others to do the same thing. Right. And to set the tone and to set the culture of what you're going to be about. And that can just start from your own intuition, Mm -hmm. uh, your own leadership, your own guidance. Like if there's ideas that you have that you're like, man, this would be really cool if we did this. Talk to us. Yeah, like we're ready. Like we want to work with you. We want to support you. We want to partner with you. Like, if there's things that you're like, man, that'd be really cool for Ecclesia to have this thing after I'm done graduating. Cool. What's that thing? Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Like, let's do it. We want we want to partner with you in that. Like, don't just just wait for that to occur.
2: Well, does and that does that mean we're gonna do like a seven week? sermon series on the thing that you envisioned no it's like no we're going to partner with you and we could even give you resource we could give you like access to things that you might not have access like does that mean that we're going to announce it every week no but it's like we want you to own it like you show up you be present Yeah. Say, like hey i see you like be a friend to people and, like hey I, like I, I can't tell you the number of people like we need a a hiking group, can we announce it? And you get people to my hiking group. I'm like, no, you can get people to your hiking group. Like, yep. I, let me help. How can I help you do that? Like we could do announcement every once in a while, but like, you know why people show up to things, you go up to them and you say, Hey, I'm going hiking. you want to come with me on Saturday? Like that's how this thing works. And so it's our job to make sure that we aren't in your way and give you the resources that you need to, su- to succeed. And so if we're not doing that, let us know. Um,
3: but Yeah. yeah kind of 100%. Of that. Totally. No, that's so good. And I, that's something that personally I feel like we learned at the ARC was I felt like people saw, oh, there's announcements being done at Ecclesia for the ARC and that's why people come. No, the reason why people came is because we talked to people and we made invitations and we had personal relationship. You can send an invite to 700 people on Facebook and no one will come.
2: That's right. Because
3: – they don't feel like they're connected to you as a friend. They don't feel like they're connected to you and what you're inviting them to, but you know what will make 700 people come you being intentional, friendly and inviting people to do the same thing with you. Mm-hmm. Like that's how things form. That's how things shape. That's how culture started. Yeah. Uh, is simply by how you're acting and how you're bringing in other people into that with you. Um, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Culture is created by people like, like, I feel like I hear a lot from people kind of our age, mine and Molly and Josh,
2: not (laughs) (laughs) Karen. We just had this whole conversation. We had this whole conversation. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) What
0: I hear a lot is, like, I don't feel like outside of Ecclesia, I found a culture that fits me. Or sometimes people come to Ecclesia and say, I don't feel like this culture fits me. But, like, culture is created by people. That's one. That's just 100% true. And, like, um, the three of us were sitting around the other day reflecting, doing what we're encouraging you guys to do, reflecting on our time at college. We could literally pinpoint specific people that had created a culture at Ecclesia, like, a handful of people that influenced the culture, and that can be you. So, if you step into a place and you say this culture doesn't fit me, I would encourage you to ask the question: What would it look like to rise to leadership in this place to lead the culture in another direction potentially? Um, <laughs> third so in the chat, you think Garrett's old. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, I hope this isn't. I I hope you've seen this I'm compliment fine. because it is a compliment. But you are. You're older than you look. <laughs> <laughs> just like knowing. Your
2: well, I'm older than I look.
0: Yeah. Like you look young. Oh,
2: or I see. I
0: see. Wow. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, see I, I was like about that too. I was like, yeah, I was like Cana. Cana.
1: Cana.
2: <laughs>
3: goodness.
1: Maybe not
2: the best way to say it, but <laughs> no, great. I appreciate that. But no, can I think that you're right? Like, I think that there's like an element to which like, all any like right now, we can tell you that probably the people who are really bought into whatever it is that Ecclesy is doing, and it's I'm not I'm not kidding you, it's probably twenty five to thirty people that we know of that are super involved, are really active and engaged, and so we need that crew here at Ec like as all the time, but also wherever you're transitioning to next, they need you to do that. For them. So if you press in, you could be that, not just here at Ecclesia, but wherever you're going next. Like they need you to believe in what they're doing because God is moving through local churches. Like that's not, there's not a plan B. That is plan A. The local church, when it's, like that is God's vision for how the world is reminded that God is making all things right. And they need you to do that here. We need you to do that here in Eck, And we need you to do that. Um, wherever you're going next so yep. amen we'll, we'll
0: have to end with that because we this is a longer episode but we are passionate about this about um, what is next for Ecclesia, and just for each of you um, I'm, <laughs> I'm so distracted by these comments
1: <laughs> 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 especially because so, he's so clever I
2: mean, oh, don't <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you better help for your kid's sake Fred that's true He's going to look good. He's <laughs> going to look good. Felix is going to look good.
0: Well, anyway, um, thanks for joining us. Those that you, that joined us today live, Um, we're going to keep doing this live. So we'll see you same time, same place next week. Um, And otherwise, we're having Ecclesia live on Wednesday nights. And um, we're going to keep online. pumping out. It isn't,
2: it isn't live. Or, sorry, it, not it live. Online. No, I just
0: want to make sure that we're live. The oh. podcast is live. The <laughs> service is live almost live but not quite yeah
2: <laughs> we're all watching it together live yeah yeah yes. exactly <laughs>
0: um but otherwise yeah we're gonna keep pumping out the same things and um are excited that you guys keep engaging and joining us and we love your comments um so we'll catch you next week bye. bye did
1: we get the music
2: oh yeah i forgot the music oh
3: i'm ready <laughs> I'm
2: excited to dance
3: I feel it. There we go.
2: Oh, you're so excited to dance. This TikTok.
3: (laughs) Just (laughs) pop her. All right, y'all. Bye.